Good day, everybody. This is Craig Ryan back with Carla Heim. Hi, Carla. We are back from BDC, the Business Development Bank of Canada, the only bank in the country dedicated exclusively to entrepreneurs who have the great good fortune to meet lots of people in an entrepreneurial movement called the B Corp movement. Today's guest is from a particularly interesting company in Edmonton, or headquartered in Edmonton, and its name is Shandos. From Shandos, we have our guest, Jen. Hi, guys. How you doing? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. It's a pleasure to have you aboard. You work at Shandos Construction, a large outfit that did about $350 million worth of business last year. So a big machine that is a certified B Corp. You've been there 11 years, you tell me. What makes you proud to work at Shandos? Why do you like working at Shandos? I think ever since I've I've been here, um, there's always been this real kind of entrepreneurial spirit within the company. And it's something that I noticed right away. I noticed that there was a definite push towards sustainable construction that was kind of always in and around. And it needed more fleshing out over years after that, but that was always there. Um, they've, we've never been a company that's scared to head out and try to do something different, um, as evidenced by some of our work with kind of the lean construction world and the integrated project delivery part of the world. So I think the thing that makes me proud is just, it's that entrepreneurial spirit. It's the ability to go do what's right and not what always is everyone else is doing. Um, And then on top of that, we have this really great ownership model that I've been a part of for many years and so have many of our employees. And so it it is, uh, we're a unique company. And when I talk to people about my, you know, my experience at work and what I, you know, get to kind of be in and a part of every day, it's definitely unique. um, And it's something that I have a lot of pride in. Wonderful, wonderful. It's uh, not everybody who gets a great good fortune to work at a company like Shandos, so uh, you're, yeah. uh, you're a fortunate woman. I have actually heard uh, Shandos' founder, Tom Reddle, when talking about people and their place in corporate culture, say that it is through people that we will grow. Not we'll grow when we'll manage our people, not we'll grow when we'll keep the cost centers down to a minimum, but through people we will grow. And so... I'd like you, if you could, to speak a little more about the employee stock buying program because uh, Carla and I find that really fascinating. Yeah, so since um, Shandos's inception, which was um, in 1980, and the two uh, the two guys that started the company, uh, Dan O'Brien and Don Coyne, um, they almost fairly rapidly, actually, after they started the company, I think within a year or so, they actually offered kind of. Uh, wasn't units at that time, but uh, ownership of the company to some of their key employees. And um, I think they looked at it from the beginning, like they wanted that sort of buy-in from their employees, but they also looked at it like from a long-term perspective, if you have employees who are, who own your company in terms of then moving around when, when it was time for them to want to retire, they could phase out because you've got really dedicated employees who are, you know, they, they are owners, they have a stake in the company um, and that over the years, you know, they, they had a fairly small ownership group for a number of years. And then it is with, with Tom Reddle's leadership. Um, he's been with the company now for, I think it's, it's close to 20 years now. I think it's 20 years. And, um, he over, over the last, you know, 10 or so in particular, really took the company to broad base employee ownership. And, um, what they did was, is they basically kind of created sort of 
a unit structure that made it so that every employee who's worked at Shandos for a year um, gets offered units. And obviously there are, you know, so every employee, it doesn't matter where you work, whether you're a carpenter or a, a project manager or receptionist, um, you have the ability to buy units after a year. And so um, I think that is is unique. Um, lot, there are other companies who have employee ownership models are not as broad based as what we have, you know, and for many of the employees, that's a great, um, you know, it's a, it's not a get rich quick scheme. That's a, it's a great kind of slow um, nest egg growth um, for the people who work here. And to share in that with the employees, you know, gives us sort of this extra, you know, there's lots of side benefits to that from a, both a company and employee standpoint. There's a you know, from a company standpoint, there's an employee retention, there's an employee engagement piece when you're an, an owner, um, you're more engaged in your work, you start to look at the long term benefits of your projects and how you as an employee, you don't want to just go in and do a job and try to get a bonus at the end of that job, you actually are looking at, I need to do, you know, work with this client well, because, you know, a we, you know, our profitability is, um, how we get, you know, as an employee, how our, you know, share grow and how we get, pro, you know, uh, dividends, say, every year. But it, you know, we want that long-term business because that's the benefit to us. We want the return client. We want them to speak to someone else and say, hey, these guys did a great job. So there's a lot of benefit and to both the employee and the company. And then you have these owners who the engagement of owners, you know, you start to think about um, succession planning in a company. And now you have not not everyone is ever going to be an executive, but you have this pool of people who are really dedicated, committed to the company. And I, so I, I can't speak highly enough about, I've never been in a company who's had ownership like this before. And it is, it's amazing. And it's, and I, and I love the fact that the broad based piece of it from carpenters to CEO can purchase in units is it's a really great system. Yeah, it is really fantastic. And it's a really unique way of um, looking at a business. And I've learned about a, a number of really successful employee ownership share programs. It's very impressive. And just to clarify, I think you are 100% employee owned. Is that correct? We are, yeah. Yeah, which is also kind of unusual. It's usually maybe not that high a percentage. So I think people equate those kinds of things with small companies. This is a company that did $350 million worth of business last year, so it's no small thing. Yeah. It's an incredible organization, and I don't think people immediately think that a construction company can be, uh, let's say, B Corp-ish, for those of you that understand B Corp, or a company that's really sustainable and um, you know interested in that. And I think Shandos really turns all of that on its head and proves people wrong all the time. If you could explain a little bit what Shandos does, um, the scale of the projects and some of your goals for the next few years, that'd be great. Yeah, so we're a uh, commercial general contractor. We do um, work anything from, you know, sort of commercial, we, can, we build grocery stores, we do student housing on university campuses, we have built Costco's before, uh, we do all kinds of, we do civil projects like water treatment plants. And um, so quite a, quite a diverse amount of work. We've built hotels. And so we kind of have this like general contracting world that we, we live in. And it, it isn't necessarily the first thing that you would put as a fit with B Corp, that that kind of type of business. But um, it's, again, from the sustainable side of life, 
it's something that, you know, B Corp for us is we look, when we looked at it, it seemed like such a great fit um, for what we were trying to do. So, you know, I just spoke about, so the employee ownership model, and then on the sustainable side of life, there's been a push for a number of years to be more sustainable in the company we've got a great waste um, diversion program and so when you put all those pieces together you know we we knew all along for the last number of years that you know we were doing some unique work out out in the community both on those fronts and a few other you know kind of some of our work with uh, local charitable groups and and so I think it, it became a how do we you know when you certify with something like B Corp you know it's, it's the same as your if your mom pats you on the head and tells you you're a great person that's one thing and it's awesome but when your you know coach or teacher tells you you're a great person and that's a different thing it's the, this sort of like third party verification more objective and that was kind of our goal and as we've started to grow we right now have you know for a number of years our operations were primarily in Alberta although we had done work across Canada with many clients but we only went when clients took us there we have three offices in Alberta uh, Calgary, Red Deer and Edmonton and we've opened an office in Vancouver and now one in Toronto so working looking at B Corp as we grow into a larger company and make the growth sustainable and continue to maintain the culture of our company checking in with with B Corp having that certification and keeping that kind of out in front of us because there's aspirational pieces to that as well as the checking in on the stuff that we're we're doing and we're doing we knew we were doing well and so for us certifying made tons of sense we already knew we were doing well but that just gave us that extra kind of check to say you are doing well but there's also tons of room for improvement over here and so it, it kind of functions in both those ways for us as we grow it just helps us stay grounded in the work and the culture that we have been building and that entrepreneurial spirit and allows us to look into the future of, of ways and areas where we still need to grow and and change so yeah i do find the assessment is a great tool for exactly what you just described and so with your growth, you know, obviously, I guess the expansion across the country is really fueling the goal of $600 million company. Yeah, absolutely. It was a big part of it. You sort of hit a spot where you look at, you know, we had focused for many, many years on our Albert operations and you sort of, and especially when, you know, the oil sands uh, were really pumping, that strategy was great for a long time, but there's only so much work here anyways. And you do put yourself slightly at risk when you stay in one area. And so, yeah, we started to look across Canada at other places that might make some sense for us to branch out. Um, and really our branching out part of our success so far on the branching outside of life and the growth has really come from a lot of our, our diving into sort of the lean construction and integrated project delivery world. And that's allowed us to, to branch out and both really have put, start to put a stronger presence in both Ontario and BC. And, um, and that growth again provides opportunity for our people to, to experience new projects, to potentially be able to move if that's something of interest. And it gives our people growth opportunity. It gives our company diversity and strength. And uh, as long as we kind of do that in a controlled and kind of well thought out manner, which uh, we, we've been, you know, I think we've managed up to this point to tackle really well. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Jen, when most people and our, our listeners, I include them in that, think about uh, a sustainable construction company, their mind probably immediately goes to waste because everybody's seen what a construction site can look like and everything, everybody can see what that can produce. Could you talk a little about the ways that uh, Shandos has tackled that? I'm sure it's an ongoing challenge. So making construction sustainable uh, through things like waste diversion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I started with the company, we already had a bit of a history on the 
waste side of life, just with some diversion, we actually did one of our very first lead projects, um, leadership and environmental, energy environmental design. And we did one of those back in the early 2000s in Edmonton. And the superintendent on that project, who was one of our senior superintendents, probably for the first time really had to think about recycling on the job site and diverting waste away from landfill. And he was sort of hooked after that job. And then he, his next project, he went ahead and just recycled for the heck of it anyways, and <laughs> which was amazing. And the company ended up winning an Alberta, Alberta Environment Award for that. And that superintendent for all the time that he spent with Shandos was a huge proponent of recycling. It was just like, that was his thing. And so when I came here, that was already sort of in existence, but we didn't have it broad-based across the company. On the waste side of life, I remember... In about 2009, 2010, I could start to see one of the things, there was a couple reasons, but one, it was just sort of like the right thing to do. We've Construction sites generate just tons of waste and it was the right thing to do. We have this capability to divert waste. We should be doing it if we can. Um, at the time, there was some economic reasons where I, we could make some argument around that recycling was probably um, as economical as, as just sending waste to landfill. You know, trying to hit a 50 to 75% waste diversion rate was not necessarily easy for people who hadn't done it before. So we also looked at the strategy of, hey, if we have most of our jobs diverting waste, when if and when that superintendent and project manager get on to a job that's a lead job, it's going to be no problem for them if they've already been doing it on their other job. Um, whereas if you've got a person who's not been thinking about it, it's definitely riskier putting them on a, a lead project where they might, where they have to do that. Yeah, it just became in 2009, we sort of, I approached the the leadership, the management team of the company and in 2009, 2010, I mean, that's when we were really starting to suffer from the the construction industry in Alberta, has, the economy, the economic downturn was really starting to hit us. Mm. And I w- wasn't sure that when we put the proposal forward to management team that they were even going to, I didn't think they were going to take it. And lo and behold, they they agreed, yes, let's start recycling on all our jobs that make sense. Um, even jobs that are out of town, we'll do the best we can if it, you know, whatever we can. We're not going to truck waste from, you know, Grand Prairie to Edmonton, say, but um, we will do what we can in that area to, to be responsible. And that was just like, that was one of my first real moments of, wow, this is, you know, we're in an economic downturn. There is a possibility this could, you know, cost us a bit more money. And yet, the management team of this company still wants to go forward and divert waste. And so since 2010, we've been tracking waste aversion. And so it's one of the big things we do. Um, Not all our jobs uh, hit it perfectly well, but over the course of, you know, the last kind of seven and a half years, we've managed to divert uh, on average about 70% of our waste away, which is incredible. Yeah. That's terrific. But it's interesting. I, when I see your title, on my briefing note here, I see Jen Hancock, Director of Innovation. Um, I don't see Director of Waste Diversion. <laughs> nope. When you when you people think about the challenge, the opportunity, how Shandos might change, how do you do that? And then what that brings to the company, like greater distinction as a particular kind of company, greater ease in certifying as a B Corp, you, you see these issues as a as a motivation or a source of innovation rather than a chore. Absolutely. Yeah, rather yeah. you know rather than a chore or something you feel obliged uh, to do and it's helping distinguish you from your from your peers and your competitors I would imagine. Yeah, I I actually I don't know of I there there may well be but I don't know of any other contracting firm that is kind of tracking waste on the same level and 
It is absolutely um, not, it, it is not a chore by any means. And the, uh, the other thing that really I guess gets me excited when I look around, I mean, I, I work a lot in the Edmonton area and I love seeing so many of our superintendents and our site foremen, they really get into the recycling thing and they are, we have a number of jobs that have diverted over 95% of their waste away. And, um, you know, part of that is we have some really great recycling kind of co-mingling programs in Edmonton that make it really quite easy. But even before it was easier, those guys were doing it and were passionate about it and they're proud of it. And that, you know, when I see that and I, I can see that in their work and when we report out on their numbers, I can, that gives me a lot of satisfaction to know that those people are, they were already, they're already connected to Shandos for a lot of reasons, but they're even more connected because of stuff like that. They know that they're doing the right thing. They know they're making a difference. And, and I see that in their work and in their attitudes. And it, that is very satisfying to me. I think it really shines through how amazing your employees and your, your co-owners truly are at Shandos. Um, it's just, it's very inspiring to listen to. Uh, and I know that one of the things that um, I've read about within your organization, it's always culture before contracts. Yes. And uh, I'd love for you to speak to that because I think that plays into this um, real focus on people. Yeah, so I think in the last couple of years in particular, I mean, Chandos has always been a very, has had a very strong culture anyways, even just internal. And then when we start to look outside at the business, again, we've focused for many years, uh, even prior to me on doing kind of construction management type work, which is, a, is you know, meant to be a lot more collaborative with owners and designers. Um, and in the last few years, the, the really the culture before contracts piece lives and comes from our work in the integrated project delivery world, where that contract really puts together um, a, a number of kind of between the owner and uh, engineers and architect and then contractors and trade contractors puts them on a contract at sort of equal level um and so the contract itself is really important to creating this kind of high performing powerful team but aside from that we recognize that you can have a contract like that all day long but if you don't work on how people work together and a level of trust and collaboration and respect then you don't have a solid team anyway so ultimately it's about the culture that you create and what i what's interesting is that so that really came from that integrated project delivery or ipd world but we've now taken some of that ipd motto of culture before contract and tried to you know, we still have a business to run and we still have, you know, traditional contracts that exist and um, we have to manage around those every day. But we try to take that culture before contracts mechanism and work that into our other projects and really work on a, a team of trust and respect and collaboration so that we can have the best performing team. And that's for benefit of our owner first, but also then the people that work. No one wants to go to work and dread their job every day. And if we can create project teams, because we have so many of those with so many different people involved, if we can create project teams that have that culture before contracts mentality, just means that so many more of not only our people, but people outside our company are hopefully enjoying their job more. And that's a huge stretch. I mean, the construction industry has been built very much on a lot of it hasn't. It's not an overly collaborative industry. Um, some projects naturally have that, but a lot of projects end up with um, a lot more 
kind of conflict. Um, they're conflict ridden kind of from start to finish because of the contracts that exist underneath them partially. And so we, it's one thing we want to change. We, and we've lived in those two. And so we want to, we want more and more of our work to exist in that culture before contracts place um, for the benefit of our people and our projects. Hmm. Now, now, Jen, you don't sound like someone who dreads going into work. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, when you were 16 or 18, did you imagine yourself as the part owner of a construction company or uh, the director of innovation at a big construction company? How did you come to be at Shanda? No, that was absolutely the last thing on my mind. I never imagined I would end up at a construction company. And in fact, um, <laughs> I actually, when I graduated university, I I graduated as a teacher and I actually taught in Edmonton uh, junior high for three years and a year overseas. So it was never, it was never even on my radar. Um, how did you, how did you fall into to Sandoz? It was really kind of by pure accident. I, I had opted to leave teaching and I just, I was working for an engineering firm for a couple of years and just sort of hit a, a glass ceiling of, I couldn't go much further in the company I, without an engineering degree, but I still wanted to learn and was challenged and, was trying to find my my kind of I knew that I could find my way in the world I just needed to find the right place and I was just sort of job shopping and some other jobs I had looked at somehow were related to stuff people were looking at with Shandos and I applied and it was one of those soon as I walked in I just had this great feeling and I started off as a project assistant and over the last 11 years have that that's one thing I love about the company they talk about you know, really kind of putting challenge to people and developing people and making that a, a priority of the company. And I can speak from my own personal experience of saying that is absolutely true. If they always have said that if you've got, you know, ambition and want to learn and grow, that the company will help. And in my case, that's been true. And I've been able to use my teaching skills um, through my career here. And I've always said that my experience, uh, I always joke that my experience te uh, teaching, you know, 13 and 14 year olds, the maturity level has really helped me significantly in the construction world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would imagine so. That's for sure. <laughs> I know Shandos is super supportive of the B Corp movement. Um, I know BDC and Shandos has actually done uh, some work together over this past year to yeah. to share exactly what this is all about. Um, as advice to other companies, uh, what would your advice be with respect to B Corp certification? You know, my advice on the B Corp certification side of life is to just jump in and and um, just jump in and and try to do it. I mean, so other than the time you're going to put in to the, you know, sort of checking the initial application, um, I think it gives you a really good baseline of where you're at as a company regardless. So if even if you can't certify right away, it gives you some goals, some areas that you, you know, maybe could or should be looking into, maybe some stuff you're already thinking of doing, and it may refine some of that for you, or it may be some stuff that wasn't even on your radar that you maybe as a company should be thinking about. You know, for example, looking at diversity in your company within like your management, do you have good, you know, diversity there? And, and some of those areas that you probably should be thinking about if you're not. And uh, I think, the application side of life, I it's you know I've I've worked on projects, especially on the sustainable side of construction, where we have to certify projects and lead, and that can be really grueling, um, and not always as collaborative as we would have liked. Although I think that they're trying to change that. But on the B Corp side of life, 
it was very rigorous, but it was collaborative. And so, you know, there were times when you're doing an application and there were questions that I wasn't sure, you know, is this fit us or not? Or, you know, what, how does this work? And so working with, you know, B-Lab on that stuff, it was, they were very supportive, very collaborative. And you could have a phone call that said, yeah, this probably, yeah, this totally fits or no, I don't think that's a good fit. We should change that to a no. And so to me, you've got, you know, as a company, if this is, if this is something you're remotely interested in, you've got nothing to lose to try it out. And the process is super collaborative. I can't recommend enough, you know, based on having to certify other ways. I found it to be um, a lot of work, but very satisfying and very collaborative. That's right. And of course, now for people who want to test the waters, uh, the assessment exists in a new, uh, shortened, simplified form, just to give you an idea of what it's like. Okay. So, yeah, you needn't jump into the deep pool. You can jump into the hip pool if you want. Yes, just test, just <laughs> give it a test out. Yeah, dip your toe That's in the water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see the time is flying. Um, I'd like to thank you for your time. You've been very generous with us. Uh, and I think you've done a, a terrific job of explaining a really interesting company. A massive, to most people, massive construction company that must be a place that people really love working at. Yes, thank you, Jen. I, I loved hearing about the collective core values of Shandos and how it's really propelled your company's growth and how both uh, these two things can can uh, coexist together, profit and strong core values and a focus on people. Ooh. So thank you very much. Thank you. Do you build houses in Montreal? <laughs> <laughs> If you do, let me know. Uh, not yet, but maybe we could consider that. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on your list. You should try do an IPD house in Montreal. That would be amazing. Ah, <laughs> all right. Good idea. I'll write that down. Anyway, <laughs> thank you again on behalf of all of our listeners. Thank you for your time and um, all the best. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.